Hi, everybody. Welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it. We're inviting you to join the conversation. Still talking about it. <laughs> what? I'm not sure I deserved that. <laughs> uh, I'm Pippin, and I would never violate the Prime Directive. First of all, you that's ignore a goddamn lie. That, that's a goddamn that, lie. The alien species that I gave science uh, information to, they totally already knew about warp technology. They made a warp core with those stones and sticks. Be pretty funny if they did, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, they did. You uh, calling me a liar? <laughs> I'm not calling you a truther. <laughs> I'm Alex, and clearly the Federation needs an HR department and or something. <laughs> sure. Uh, or, or, you know, one of those, like, just, like, best practices kind of things. Like an audit. It needs an outside auditing firm. Like, okay, guys, guys, guys. You, you gotta stop, uh, 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 just stop the stripping in front of each other. Just, why? Oh, I was thinking more importantly. So, remind me again why all the important people are in one room. Same reason oh, we put all the red shirts. into that. <laughs> Same hmm. reason we put all the, the, the top staff on away missions. I see, I see, I see. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, shit, it's my turn. Uh, guys, we're really fucking professional now. We've had a hundred episodes, have you noticed? A hundred episodes, and we are on well, top of that goddamn game. let's get through the intros before we get into that. Uh, I'm Kat, and Captain Kirk, don't look. Why? Just don't. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that was a necessary scene. <laughs> and She was turned to the goddamn camp. Sorry. Yep. And in the trailer. Oh, oh, Christ. I forgot yep. the trailer. Yep. It's like, mm. we'll get into that, too. Mm. And uh, I'm Brendan, and I think Scotty can do no wrong. And you are right. Of you course are I correct, am. actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think we can uh, have a quorum. It, Drop the box mom, but, you know. Oh! oh. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait, wait, no. wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was Chekhov. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chekhov did that. <laughs> yeah, don't be bringing Scotty into Chekhov's mess. Although, of course, obviously, uh, uh, take a moment. For the actor, that was some, that was some sad shit. Uh, Anton Yelchin. Uh, yeah. And also, I don't think uh, Scotty was even on the ship at the time. No, no, no. no he, he was getting drunk somewhere, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, he was on the outpost. Oh, yeah. that's right. Well, probably also drunk. Listen, yeah. listen. We just needed to uh, rewatch the second movie, not the first, and I didn't do either. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That being said, though, like, he was definitely getting drunk on the, the and, and fucking his little alien buddy. Like, they have a thing. Anyway, go on. Obviously, yeah. Hey, what are we talking anyway. about, Pip? <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Today, uh, because it's our 100th episode. Uh, thank you. Way to bring the energy up. Uh, we are revisiting what we talked about in our first episode. Our first episode, guys. So long ago. How We've many, grown how many years ago was that, to be fair? 2017. Jesus. No, that's not a real year. That's uh, not a real year. And that was the 2013 movie, Star Trek Into Darkness. Ooh, when Benedict Cumberbatch was still in everything. For no I mean, good reason. kind of still is in a lot of ways. I know, but yeah. Oh. I feel well, like he was in like five movies that year or something. Well, was he Smaug that year? I mean, for Smaug for a couple years. <laughs> like, like he's it was back when his, 
his uh, face was just weird, and now he's getting a bit older, and, and like the wrinkles are starting to set in, and it's like, oh hey, you're starting to now look dignified. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and in his defense, he is a good actor. He is. He's a fantastic actor, and actually, he's an amazing comic actor. Oh which yeah. Is really mm-hmm. unfortunate that he never gets to fucking do it. Uh, and he can do d- good voice work. Uh, Again, comic actor. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so if for, for those, we come to bury him, not to praise him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you, you should uh, listen. You should listen to uh, Cabin Pressure. Yep, you picked up what I was putting down. Yeah, Cabin yeah. Pressure is fucking great. It is. Uh, so he comes by voice work legitimately. Yeah. Um, anyway, so if you haven't watched Star Trek Into Darkness or listened to our very first episode, uh, there are spoilers for so both, many. Really. Uh, uh, if you want specific content warnings for things we may talk about. Uh, check the show notes uh, on nostorysacred.com. But if you've never watched Into Darkness, uh, or again, if you didn't watch the first episode, watch the first episode. Listen yeah, to it. Did you watch uh, it, though? I mean, watch it in your mind's eye. Uh, the summary, according to Google, is the crew of the Star... <laughs> the crew of the Starship Enterprise returns home after an act of terrorism within its own organization. Destroys... Dun, dun, dun most of Starfleet and what it represents. Wait, leaving, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> leaving Earth in a state of crisis. With a personal score to settle, Captain James T. Kirk leads his people on a mission to capture a one-man weapon of mass destruction, thereby propelling all of them into an epic game of life and death. Wait, it wasn't the San Francisco headquarters of Starfleet. Yeah, yeah, that was. Oh, and also, yeah. uh, there was, was the there was a library it was early in the movie. Uh, it was oh, a, was it when the, oh destroying all the captains and shit? Yeah, it was yeah. A, a London lab was exploded, and all the captains were like, or oh, oh shit, we, we need to we all meet at this one place in this ex- very exposed. And building. it's always this room. Everybody knows it's this room. I have in my notes With the your big OPSEC fucking is bad. windows. I have in my notes your OPSEC is bad and you should feel bad. <laughs> it, it, really, it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been Kirk's job to figure out. Wait a moment, and we. This is a setup. It should have been. Uh, and fucking and Danny, uh, Danny and and uh and like a special ah ups ups going. Hold on, going and uh no, that's all me remotely. And not all die. <laughs> oh, oh! I'll get, I'll do you one better. It should have been Shannon in administration. Very good. Who's in charge of scheduling rooms? Who's like, you know, what? we did that last time. That doesn't seem like a good idea. You know, I'm just going to put them. I'm going to put them in the Odeum. We'll put them over there. There. Here's the thing. I remember back when uh, I was taking EMT classes because you know who hasn't. I mean, I have. So like, yeah, that scans. Uh, that in a a situation such as that. Uh, where there is a terrorist action of some sort, a bombing or something, then it's entirely possible that there will be a secondary attack it's where people thing. set up. It is no, I was taught that in it my tiny no. little podunk town. I mean, isn't there a thing where like executives won't all fly on the same plane even? Fuck. You're not supposed to have, like, if you're two pilots on a ship, you don't eat the same goddamn meal. Thank you uh. again, Cabin Pressure, for teaching me that. Uh, or the movie Airplane. Haha. A classic of our times. One time uh when I was going to Bible Paradise, all the staff accidentally <laughs> scheduled ourselves for the same ferry. Oh no. 
Uh, and we looked around and went, I mean, it's probably fine, but next time we gotta, you guys. <laughs> That's <laughs> real funny, actually. If this goes down, we're all fucked. <laughs> and we're Little like, baby writers just wandering around, editors having no clue what the fuck to do. And we're thinking, like, well, no, we've still got one staff member on shore. She she could do it. <laughs> yeah. And so, which is why I'm now proposing for the future of this podcast that we can never be all in the same room again. I'm just sorry, guys. It's, so that's uh, a good point. Guys are, yeah. I mean, ops is spoken. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, so alas, anyway. Space Jam, the first and the last. <laughs> I mean, we've that's already stormed that's those pretty fucking fair. <laughs> I mean, but end on a high note, that's what I say. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Remember mid-July, everyone? Uh, oh, good remember there was a Ju- 2019? There was a July? <laughs> hey, hey. Y'all, I recently found out that 2017 existed. <laughs> and now you're I learning re- July existed. Literally <laughs> today, I was talking to somebody. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I've been down here before. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like last year. And they're like, oh, no, you mean 2019. I'm like, oh, <gasps> no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Yeah. yeah. Anyway, right. so huh. and that brings us to Khan. <laughs> so the plot of this movie, uh, Remember, there's wait, actually I do want to say, uh, let's ha- let's set the scene a little bit. At the time, in twenty whatever year this came out, everyone 13. was twenty thirteen. Everyone was like, "Ooh, we're pretty sure it's got to be Rathacon because what else would they do in terms of reboot?" But and they've got Benedict Cumberbatch who does weird. But they say his name is John Harrison, and like everybody's stuck by that John Harrison thing, like hard. Like it's in all the interviews. They're like, "Yep, John Harrison." So it's supposed to be like a goddamn reveal in the film. Anyway, point is, well, well, like, John Harrison is a villain, guys. Well, you well, no one would ever actually believe a, a villain named John Harrison. Yeah, it sounds awfully fake, but. So that proves that you can't predict anything about our story, guys. Not yes, a goddamn villain, thing. Bob Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually no, no. Actually, fuck it. I'd actually, I'd actually want a, a movie where the where the villain is legit, like John on Harrison or Bob Johnson, and or or, or 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 something like that. And it's like, hey. I was about I, to say, didn't that happen in Simpsons? But no, that was that was still like. Scorpius or something, right? Scorpio, Scorpio yeah. Hank Scorpio, yeah. yeah. It was still a pretty good villain name. Yeah, yeah. The uh, humor was that it was he was a great boss. Yeah, man. Yeah, right. I'd I'd work for or Hank Scorpio. He had oh my god the housing the health insurance. The I mean, benefits, yeah, he had it all. The pay. You just had to be willing to sacrifice some things, and that brings us back to Star Trek. Woo! <laughs> so so buttons. Uh, yeah. <gasps> uh, yes. Missing uh, in a lot of Star Trek. If- You've noticed. Very, very zipper heavy. Uh, not even zippers, hun. They, they do uh, magnetic clasps. That explains so much about mm-hmm. uh, Captain Kirk and his shirt. Um, yep. <laughs> so uh, the movie opens. Uh, we're on an alien planet. Uh, we're violating the Prime Directive. Uh, it's a good time. It's a fun, cold open. It is. It is. But. I got- <laughs> but. They. <laughs> They're now the, they're now that civilization's god. Which they, is they, why we have the prime directive. They stole which they the, blatantly. They stole broke. their old god, and, and now they're... <laughs> also, they're like, oh, we're in disguise. I want you guys to think. 
compared to the morphology of these aliens are like, uh, uh, yes, they have two legs, then they have two arms, and they have a head, uh, and and a mouth. They are otherwise, you know, uh, uh, white and kind of gangly, and and they have like flaky skin and and uh, funky eyes. Which is why they just described half the population of Earth. But wait, (laughs) I put it to you that a human to that alien is as a uh, a gray to a human. Mm. And in that case, we fucking recognize when something isn't like us. It's true. Mm. We're very good thing. at it. Here's the thing. Go on. So in disguise. this cold open, they're, they're running away trying to get off the planet while Spock tries to deactivate the, the volcano that's going to explode and destroy everything. None of which was their job, I believe. No, they're supposed to leave it alone. That's the natural course of that goddamn planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, unfortunate, but there you are. There are these, we made these rules for a reason. Yeah. Yes. So he, many good reasons, guys. But here's the thing. They are worrying about violating the prime directive at this point. But <laughs> I'm over here, like, how do you get the Enterprise into the ocean without violating the prime directive? It's the middle of the night, Lassie. Yeah. Actually, yeah. no, it, but, that'd be fair. Scotty thought it was a fucking stupid idea. And he's right. Salt water on something that's meant to go in space. Scotty is the only person with sense in this goddamn movie, and that is why he couldn't be on the ship for part of it. That being said, Simon Pegg also knows how to do uh, babble. I'm, I'm remembering, he, does, he does it well. I'm yeah. remembering a line from a uh, from Futurama, like, how many pressure or is, it, is, this, is the ship able to handle? And the professor's like, one? <laughs> uh, I just, I just want to wonder, how did the decision to go down to the planet happen in the first place? Because, like, you know, Kirk was like, we got to go down there and help them. And none of his command crew was like, wait a second. This is in blatant against orders from Starfleet. We're not allowed to do this, Captain. I mean, I did assume that the only reason he got away with it was that somehow he's like, yeah, we should definitely go down there. Hey, by the way, Spock, did you remember that your planet blew up? So anyway, we gotta go down there uh, and uh, uh, save some things for no reason. Makes I sense. mean, Spock, your planet blew up. I- Wouldn't that be sad if it happened again on your watch? Spock, 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 Spock. What? Are you emotionally compromised? <laughs> <laughs> but <gasps> All right, Good morning, crew. Spock, your planet blew up. What? <laughs> and what's the? Couldn't they have just if they were able to fly the the uh? The ship into the, you know, fly the ship in at, in at the dead of night or something. Couldn't they have just. The brightly li- loud ship, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Why couldn't they just drop the fucking bomb in there and then to put. Such a good yes, question. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Such a goddamn good question. But, Why? So, and the reason is, it's a cool, it's a cool open. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 at the end of the day, the reason is it makes for a fun cold open because we want to have them do away missions, all that good stuff. The realistic approach to this problem is, Oh, that planet's going to blow up without intervention? Hey, Scotty, can you put that uh, thermal charge inside a photon torpedo and then just drop it into the volcano from orbit? I got it's basic <laughs> orbital mechanics. Which, by the way, would have been great foreshadowing for weird things going in photon torpedoes. And also... And also speaking also, of... Also, speaking of... Al? Uh, also, just a quick way of, of undoing that. Like, on the bridge, there's a random space god. Like, thank you for saving my people. I shall now let you go. And and vanishing like, so like, how do we even fucking put that into the port report, guys? Oh, you mean like the actual god of their people? Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's yeah. just another alien. I fucking, fucking love that. Actually, 
Yeah, that's and that, amazing. And that's how, and that's how oh, they got away with it in an old track. Well, not yeah. just Q, but also, uh, remember first, uh, first two episodes of Voyager. Yeah. Uh, what the, what, Caretaker. Yeah. Just like, we fucked this up, so we're just gonna hang out until we fix it, until we die. I'm, I mean, old Trek knew what was up. If you needed something done, you send in the old ones. You send in the blue, <laughs> blue ones. You send in, send in Space Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> you go to the Nazi planet, and then, to be fair, again, this is why Voyager is the best, uh, like, the, I feel the truest encapsulation of original Trek. They had Nazi aliens. They did yeah. that. Fucking Voyager. Anyway, go on. So anyway, the cold <laughs> open is a nice encapsulation. Encapsulization of everything wrong with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it really fucking is, guys. And here I thought you were going to be like, and the cold open establishes the status quo of our characters with Kirk bending the rules and Spock sticking to protocol. We're yeah. going to be subverting those status quos over the course of the movie because that is storytelling. But it is go on. Introducing all of the characters in the most annoying way possible. None yep. of the characters are charming in this movie. I quick, love Star quick, Trek. Quick, quick, Buck. Establish that we, you've broke, we've, we're kind of on the rocks right now. Oh, we're kind of on the rocks right now. Literally, the very first line of the film that isn't a alien you, you, how do you pronounce that? Ululation? Ululation. Thank you. One of those is, uh, uh, Bones doing a variant of the classic Bones joke. Except that it's like, because it's the very first fucking line, it feels obviously pandering as opposed to charmingly pandering, which is Damn. what I seek out of a reboot. Damn. Yeah. Damn it, Jim. I'm a, a doctor, not a cold open. <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, fun. But yeah. So everything you know, wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, it doesn't make sense. Uh, why is this happening? Uh, the characters are like shadows of themselves. I am mm. the shadow. The true self. <laughs> Is that uh, anime? Yes. Ah, oh, goddammit. What's More the anime so game. she can put it in the show notes later? <laughs> yeah, guys, don't make sure. You, don't tell her. Yep, 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 yep. You dicks. I'm the one who's going to have to Google based I'm, off what she says. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be like, and then there was that anime joke. I'm not even going to Could you please at least put the exact line or timestamp or something? Anyway. Depends on how kind I feel. I'm not the one anyway. So yeah, so they do this thing. It vaguely relates to the plot later in that they violated the Prime Directive. None of the rest really matters. It really doesn't. It doesn't come back. It doesn't do anything interesting. In um, fact, it just establishes it, that this is a bullshit universe. Oh, it it does it, incorrect. It, it does put a, a Kirk in hot water. Yeah, the Prime Directive thing. No, no. But- there's also the emotional conflict between Spock and Uhura that gets established because of the cold open because Spock was like. I'm going to sacrifice myself for the needs of the many. Aww. And she's that's, upset by that. That's <sighs> true. But the thing is, uh, like there's that and the prime directive thing, but that could have been done so many different ways. You just had to have Spock do something dumb that wasn't thinking about his relationship. Dumb, but honorable, that kind of thing. Like um, none of the, the actual like, practical bits about the planet came back. Like, I would have been content if they found the fucking Tribble there, because by the way, the Tribble later comes out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, wait, a, wait, 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 wait. We have Klingons in this movie? It's true. Anyway. Go on. So, uh, they do this thing. Kirk gets in trouble about it, 
about it because he lied in his report. Uh, just said, hey, we, we went to the planet. It's all cool. Uh, is it a lie or is it just a lie by the omission? Omission primarily. Yeah. yeah which, is still, which is still, you know, a lie. He still shouldn't do it. Well, he omitted the fact that he violated the prime directive. <laughs> uh, which Spock did say in his report. Uh, so Kirk feels betrayed by this, and I'm like, I'm not sure why you expected and anything fair, else Spock's from him. Spock's like, you didn't even tell me that that was the plan. <laughs> like, there's like this he, subtle implication, like, if you had just told me, I could have figured yeah. out a way to Vulcan my way around it. <laughs> we'll ride and die, but I gotta know where we're riding to, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I'm working uh, blind here, come on. So, uh, Kirk feels very, very betrayed that Spock would ever do such a thing. Spock's just kind of, you know, hurt and confused as Kirk is mad. Uh, Pike yells at them both. Pike, uh, oh, Pike also, he did some things wrong, but I also still love Pike. Hmm. Pike, Pike in this movie early on was establishing way too many uh, crows flying over him. That's true. Like, especially, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me go. Let me go feed my crows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially when he kept on referring uh, to Kirk. Yeah. Yes, please. Uh, especially when he kept on re- recurring, uh, like kept on repeatedly saying "son" to Kirk. I mean, in a post-Hamilton world, I was every single time he said "son," I kept wanting Kirk to say, "Not your son." Here's here's the thing. Uh, one, Kirk cannot hold on to a father figure uh, for the life of him. Uh, yeah, it's illegal. <laughs> pick whichever him I, I was referring to. Um, and <laughs> t- two, the thing about Pike is that every iteration of him is going to have vultures around him uh, because of uh, the original track. Yeah, yeah. that is his mm. nature. Um, the fact that he survived the first movie. Oof, shocking. Yeah. Uh, Gave it's us like, a false sense of hope. It's like a, mm. a shot. It's like uh, when Sean Bean's in, Bean's in a movie and he doesn't die, which <laughs> has statistically happened. It has. It's true. I've read about it. He didn't die in the Martian. Um, he didn't die in a uh, 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 Juniper. Uh, uh, Was it uh, Jupiter Ascending? He didn't die in Silent Hill. Uh, Silent Hill, oh. which is shocking. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, so Kirk gets stripped of. Uh, yeah, he does. Uh, <laughs> Uh, of the Enterprise, and I think also his rank. Yeah, um, they, they were going to send him back to Starfleet because that's a thing that happens. Uh, well, if you didn't get the prime fucking directive, uh, <laughs> then maybe he right. does need to go back to fucking school. But Pike talked to them around, and he finds him Kirk in the bar later because what's Kirk going to do? Uh, and then they have a tearful like, "Hey, remember that time I met you and changed your life? No reason. Let's just drink." Uh, so what's that over my head? <laughs> Although, uh, that was something that kind of irritated me in the sense that i mean kirk literally saved all of earth and starfleet in the first movie they aren't going to like kick his ass out i think he'd probably be reassigned into a less uh le- less prone to temptations to break the rules in the prime directive role elsewhere like, still have, like, the nice, cushy captain mm-hmm. pay and job and all that. Again, because or saved the Earth. Or just a year, pro- or a year of probation. Yeah. Like, that, I mean, just to, that. Be, to be honest, I did kind of read um, Pike's, like, I'm going to yell, and you know what? They didn't even invite me to that meeting. I did read that in as a, I'm going to go real hard-ass so that you can give, you know, even though you kind of know, of course they're not going to do that. But somebody evidently needs a fucking lesson drilled into their heads. So let's give him an evening of thinking that he's fucked. Mm. You know? Uh, and here's the thing. 
Uh, he did save uh, Earth last movie, but literally, I don't think he'd graduated yet. That's true. <laughs> so giving him a captainship right after that uh, was, was actually irresponsible. <laughs> but we've already established that Starfleet apparently is filled with fucking morons. It is. In this timeline, apparently, yeah. Which, True. Which well, brings no, us... every timeline. <laughs> but, uh, but Phil was more but, which brings us... Yeah, so uh, Pike makes Kirk, instead of whatever he was going to do, uh, his first officer on the Enterprise, which is now Pike's again. And the first thing they're going to do uh, is go to this you know, super secret meeting that everyone knows about. Uh, because a archive in London has been uh, destroyed. And what by one a, of their own. By one of their own. Uh, in what appears to be a terrorist act against Starfleet. So we gotta get the top brass together. You know, again, not, not to interrupt, and I don't wanna speed this along just as much as anybody else. The fact that it was a terrorist act done by somebody within Starfleet makes this meeting of captains and admirals and all that even more stupid. Yeah, they were, they knew that this was, that their internal intelligence was compromised. They yep. knew. They knew that already. Like that, I mean, that archive, quotation marks, well, they knew what uh, was also a super secret lab. Mm-hmm. So people, someone who would know, would know that would also know the uh, super secret other protocols. Right? <sighs> also, nah. also, I'm just a little shocked that nobody ran down the, or at least mentioned running down, um, the, the, the compromise point. The fact that, um, you know, the reason that this particular person was vulnerable was that they had a sick child. And there was no oh, yeah. discussion of, you know, kind of looking like, how did the person know that? You know, is this something we need to be concerned about? Well, what is how, what were they able to do? You know yes. who did that? Iron Man 3. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, if that is a super secret uh, site, uh, then assumedly everyone who works there is some sort of special agent, even mm-hmm, the archivists mm-hmm. who are actually doing the the archive front. Mm-hmm. And therefore, uh, internally, they should know who can be compromised. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's, like, if you're even going to be a special agent in the FBI, our thing, <laughs> you know, part of the, the process uh, is knowing, you know, okay, who are you? Who are you related to? Uh, what can be used against you? Mm-hmm. Because you know you're human and vulnerable in that way. Uh, so it already should have been known that that was a potential point. Yep. But yeah. Uh, so there are all those chickens. Here they are to roost. Uh, <laughs> and here is John Harrison uh, in a ship to make himself some fried chicken. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, That's hilarious. And- <laughs> just as Kirk is putting two and two together and miraculously getting four. <laughs> uh, Wait a second, shocking guys. all of us. This is a terrible uh, freaking idea. Duck! Annoying everyone else at the table for speaking up. Yep. He tried uh, real hard to not, like, he was a dumbass and he's like, I'm sorry. And then, you know. Why did that Admiral let him talk? Uh, he, Admiral Marcus was playing by his own rules. Uh, because he's but, Because he's a super secret villain. Yeah, but but he would have okay so listening audience if you haven't catched uh, he's a super secret villain but but let us say he had said shit all right then well wait who is he trying to really do he's really trying to kill all right you know what? back up back up ignore me point is i hate it yes, yes. very okay. true 
So, so Khan, you know, blows... Uh, John Harrison. John, John Harrison. Harrison. Con Harrison. <laughs> oh, no. Fuck. Oh, fucking Christ. Okay. Uh, so shoots up the room. Uh, Kirk finds a weapon somewhere and shoots at him. So Con goes, John <laughs> goes away. And unfortunately, uh, Pike is shot. Snuffs it. In, in the attack, uh, and dies. Uh, and while Spock might- being like, tenderly manipulated with the with his brain goo by by spock uh and spock minds mold with him in his final moments because spock is freaky like that <laughs> right there's no good reason to do that except be like i wonder what it's like to feel death oh it sucks it sucks <laughs> i mean here's the thing don't worry that could don't worry <laughs> don't worry jim you can call me daddy now Oh, oh god oh. uh here's the thing that could have been an interesting thing to explore because with yeah. the death of his planet uh-huh what would what did his mom feel like and then that gets into the parent thing right right yeah such mm-hmm. an interesting thing that could have been explored would have been so great right guys <laughs> yep so most of the people are dead uh and <laughs> uh pike certainly is <laughs> and uh marcus admiral marcus who yeah. is is the now, super secret villain is now uh, is now running Starfleet uh, and wants revenge because that's what Starfleet's about. And, uh, and he's heading he's heading to Kronos. You know, Con- John Harrison is heading? is heading to Kronos. Well, uh, again, thanks to the first movie, we have the super magic teleporter or transporter that can go between star systems now, not just you know planet to a ship that's going at warp. I mean. I don't know, man. I don't like interplanetary, uh, transporters myself, because then it just makes starships, uh, kind of (laughs) obsolete. Yeah. Also, like, also, like, that stuff's not even unavailable in, uh, by next gen and DS9 and Voyager. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, yeah, God. Uh, and, uh, oh, and, (sighs) yeah. It's, it is not good. It's it's the movie magic that uh, that's. Oh yeah. wait a sec! Wait, it's, this is this is an alternate world. Did, where did they get the the jump stuff? Oh, did from they the get first it? movie from the future. Yeah, future but, Scotty. But it's the future Scotty from that universe. No, from our original. Here, here's timeline. the thing. Wait, okay, oh, no, God damn, I remember, okay. and I'm the Star Trek nerd here. <laughs> uh, what I'll happened? You about that later. <laughs> I'm the original Trek nerd. Deal. Okay, fine. What happened in the first movie? As they didn't have a transport like that yet. But old Spock came, talked to Scotty, and Scotty's like, that doesn't exist yet. And he's like, here, here's the math. And he's like, what? No, that's not, who, who, who created this? And Spock's like, you did. Oh, uh, you're right. Yeah. So, Fuck. so it was still pad, uh, a uh, uh, transporter pad to some, a uh, uh, transporter pad was still involved somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you could go to a ship uh, in in warp, uh, but it was still like uh, at that point transport pad to transporter pad, but like not beyond what mm-hmm. Scotty on the Enterprise would have already known, uh, just like a few years in the future. So a great question: Why aren't they just fucking planet hopping now? Space is not that interesting. Uh, I mean, who knows? Uh, well, the, the point an- is again, going the, to another. The answer star is. The answer is because it's a movie and they don't want to slow down the action with like 
the entire Enterprise crew kind of sitting in a, you know, in the holodeck for a week or two. Like, yeah, it's a long travel time to Kronos, you guys. What do you expect? <laughs> and also, does the other planet have a transporter pad? Mm. And Pike's like, go, Marcus, this is like, go to Kronos, take the, he's a very suspicious, uh, his torpedo hose with you, who they're not filled with people. Oh, <laughs> Oh, no, you can't open them. God. They're torpedoes. Come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> Be logical. Like, what, photons what? are people. People. <laughs> people. How, how, uh, how do you even get to that oh, as an idea? I mean, you, you have a copy of the villain handbook. Yep. So, yeah. So, Marcus wants revenge. Kirk also wants revenge. Spock is all over there going like, but why? <laughs> I get this is a bad situation, but I'm not sure this is what we should be doing. Uh, it seems like not the way to go about this. Uh, anyway. This doesn't seem very wizard, Captain. But <laughs> <laughs> Mark's like, take my torpedoes, take my sexy daughter. And no, 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 no. No. She snuck on board. Oh, yes. yeah, you're right, you're right. Which, by the way, let's talk again about security. <laughs> what the absolute triple fuck. To at this point, well, to be like so that somebody can just randomly get at this point. I genuinely think that this is not a flaw in the storytelling; it is a flaw in the goddamn universe. Like clearly, that's just a fucking dumb universe, and we that is well, no longer considered our future. Sorry, I mean, guys. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Original Trek wasn't that great about that sort of thing either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was in the '60s, so <laughs> so you still have to think about relative. You know. Well, so, here's the thing. She is an admiral's daughter and, you know, probably has, like, the smarts to hack orders or something like that. She probably I, has I can wave that. If we have, yeah. like, you know, the fact that she's, you know, computer savvy and all that, whatever. I, that didn't bother me too much. Although one thing I, I did like and appreciate, and I mentioned in the opening, is Scotty is like, I am not putting something on my ship that I can't verify all that's inside it because it might blow up in weird ways and then it's my job to fix it. I gotta say also right. that's that's CYA. That's classic cover you know, cover your ass and that that's administrative. I gotta love that. Well Good it's boy. engineering planning. I mean mm-hmm. if it's your job to fix what's broke, knowing what broke it in the first place is kind of your priority. And if somebody's being awful cagey about what's in those torpedoes I mean, that in and of itself should be considered fucking suspicious. Then I got to be like, okay, so this is probably highly radioactive, possibly poisonous. Is this... Is this... Are we carrying a war crime? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And in this case, they were. I I love Scotty because he objected from the practical point of view of, like, I don't know if whatever's in there is going to mess around with our warp core. Uh, and also from the moral standpoint of why are there torpedoes on our science vessel? God, Scotty is just the best. One time, Scotty was possessed by the spirit of Jack the Ripper. Uh, <laughs> I remember hey, that don't episode. Spoil that episode. Don't spoil it. Uh, <laughs> Besides, does it really beat out the salt vampire? Come now. Oh, what can? Um, or the terrifying <laughs> space amoeba. Um, anyway, <laughs> the original Trek was great. It was um, so good. All right, you guys, I'm going to try to get through the rest yeah. of this movie okay, as yeah, fast yeah, yeah. as possible. We're going to let you. Yeah. And by the, we, I mean I. They go to Kronos. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they go to Kronos. Spock is all like, hey, maybe we should like capture him and uh, have him go on trial. You know, 
as this is the right thing to do, even though Marcus Zoldak just nuke him from orbit. It's the only way uh, to be sure. It's the only way to be sure. Classically, they, we know that if, you know, you don't see the body, that means that they're definitely dead. Yeah. Uh, so they go to Kronos. Kirk is all like, we're going to go take him alive because I do have morals. They have an away mission. Spock and uh, Uhura have a lover's band, which Kirk does not want to be in the middle of, even though he is on Uhura's side. <laughs> <laughs> and makes that clear. Uh, which, to be fair, is always the right side. Um <laughs> The Klingons are all like, hey, GTFO our planet, uh, which is fair. Valid. <laughs> uh, there, there was a firefight. Why, why do you have cock rings on, on your head? Listen, wow. we are not discussing that right now. I'm because just, Brendan I'm doing gets sad the last time I said it. <laughs> it's, a, it's called a callback. Oh, that is a callback. <laughs> oh, oh shit. First episode callbacks, guys. Uh, also, Every Klingon looks different. Every Star Trek, they have to do something. Worf does not want to talk about he it. does not want to talk about it. <laughs> Which uh, was canonically the best answer. <laughs> uh, John Harrison saves them all. He, John Harrison is taken alive. Uh, well, he taken reveals- alive, um, specifically when it gets revealed that they happen to have 72 special torpedoes that 72, they are ready to fire. 72. 72. 72. Very important. Is 72 important? Nope, 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 nope. But you did say 72, not 74? Okay, 72. Okay. Not 76. Those are the number of trombones on board. Yes. <laughs> and as soon as that number comes up, you know, he surrenders uh, because it has all the people in it. Uh, yeah. John Harrison uh, reveals that the torpedoes were people all along. These are real friends we made along the way. Uh, are those torpedoes? <laughs> uh, Bones. Does the, pretty much the only thing he's allowed to do all movie, uh, which is take some blood. Bones, not allowed to be in this movie, really, which might be why I don't like it that much. Uh, <laughs> uh, I recognize my own biases. The, Sometimes. Oh, the Enterprise breaks down because Scotty was right. Uh, and they were sabotaged by secret villain Marcus, uh, who yep. did not want them to come back because he wants to start a war. He's got it. Okay, uh, there's, there's got to be easier ways to start a goddamn war with Kronos. Probably. Look uh, at a Klingon funny. Like, send <laughs> Literally, Uhura did it just by walking in. Send a, send it. No, no. To, to start a war with Klingon, you send a, a beautifully calligraphy letter or asking, dear Ruler of Kronos, those I forget uh, your current name. Um, mm-hmm. Would you, Caleb? Uh, Wait, no, that's God. No, right. So go on, go on. Would you please do me the honor of going to war with me? And the claim. And they'd be like, <gasps> oh my god! <gasps> I never thought it would happen. Oh my god! The Federation <laughs> wants war. Oh, Cindy, are you getting this? On, are you getting this on your phone? <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes! A thousand times a day would be a beautiful day to die! With you! (laughs) That's me in Stovacore! Oh my god, Stovacore! Fuck yeah, that is a great way to, like, they would do it just for fun! Yeah, it's a good fucking time. So yeah, uh, uh, so uh, the Enterprise uh, is broken down. Uh, Chekhov, also not allowed to be in this movie very much. He's like a boy wonder, but not a very good one. Yeah. Because he's, he's suddenly, like, supposedly head of engineering. That's not his training. He can it do really it. really isn't. Uh, isn't, he, isn't he Nav? Uh, yeah. Um, so. Yep. 
it makes much more sense that like it makes sense that Sulu takes over the uh, takes over Khan, but because yeah. Because that's literally the line of of whatever. But this yeah. is just a case of Jim fucking Kirk looking around being like, I know your name. You. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not the way hierarchy works. Anyway, uh, so everything's gone to shit. Uh, Harrison uh, reveals that uh, he is... Uh, I'm not sure you guys know this. Wait, what? Wait, no. it, was, it was the biggest fucking reveal. No. Uh, he's actually Khan. <gasps> and the music <gasps> swells. Yeah. Dumb. And you just know uh, all the other characters are like, who? <laughs> uh, here's the thing. The reason why it's so surprising is because Khan in the original series is played by a person of color. Uh, uh, but see, Ricardo, they only did it so it would be a surprise, you guys. Uh-huh. No racism involved here. Uh, Ricardo uh, Montalban. Yep. And his pecs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that uh, chin. And, and his hair. Uh, and in fact, they didn't even try to match the look, even though uh, it would be the exact same con without any changes from the original timeline. Now, this is a throwback to the original. I remember this argument that Khan, in and of himself, is not part of the reboot universe because he is from the past. Yep. <laughs> He's yeah. a frozen son of a bitch, except that he got unfrozen. So he should still be Ricardo fucking Montalban. <laughs> yeah. And his pecs. Hey. It's like, again, love uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, but not for Khan. No, I, no. I think there are interviews of John Cho being super salty about it. I remember oh. that. I remember that. That was good shit. Uh, good times. We'll say, um, though, uh, with this movie, John Cho channeling, like, inner rage mm, when he's uh, yeah. being intimidating acting captain. Uh-huh. It's a good time. Good times. Sulu yeah. does not fuck around. Anyway. But he does invite you to find out. <laughs> yeah, he does. So everything has gone to shit. Kirk contacts Scotty to sort of go like, hey, I'm so sorry. Also, you were right. Can you check out these coordinates for me? That uh, Khan told me about. That Khan yeah, told me about. Oh, I'm going to send my favorite engineer. Well, the only person I can trust in all of this. Mm. Uh, it's like the only moment of of good thinking Kirk does all movie. <laughs> uh, let me verify this with someone I uh, know is Legit. doesn't want to be involved in any because whatever Because he bullshit. did try to make sure that I didn't bring the fucking things on board. So presumably yeah. he doesn't have a horse in this race. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, one thing leads to another and Scotty finds uh, a military ship behind Jupiter. As one does. As one does. It's like the USS Behemoth or some other nonsense. USS Ass Kicker, I think you'll find. USS Overcompensation? USS <laughs> Truck Nuts. Oh, God. So Scotty stows away on that just in time for them to go all the way across uh, the galaxy to go wreck Kirk's shit. <laughs> and uh, General Marcus is all like, hey, guess what? You know too much. <laughs> so you, y'all who know what happened and all 72... Of the uh, super people and Khan are all on board. Super cool. Awesome. I'm going to destroy your ship. And Kirk's all like, please let my crew go. And Mark is all like, no, sweetie. This is a lesson you need to learn from the beginning. Uh, your daughter? <laughs> consequences uh, for your actions. Uh, your daughter's here? Oh, that's cool. I'll just transport her up. Oh, like, thanks for giving me bitch. the heads up, bro. And Marcus proceeds to, you know, wreck their shit. But Scotty stops them in time and 
Kirk and uh, Khan go over to the other ship in a recreation of uh, their the planet drop in the first movie. Because it worked so well the first time, you might as well do it again. I mean, mm-hmm. this movie doesn't have an original thought at all. Nope. <laughs> uh, they get there. They wreck their ship back. Khan does his double cross. Curse your shocking, cur- absolutely no one. Curse your son, yet inevitable trail. Uh, oh, oh, we get the we get the necessary cameo from uh, Spock Prime. Yep. Oh yeah, Spock for uses, no good fucking reason. Spock uses this opportunity to go like, let me double check with my own source, me. <laughs> and to be fair, Spock Prime, he's like, I told you, I wasn't gonna say anything. That being but. said, <laughs> fuck Con. <laughs> Like, wait, I'm like, right in the ear. Wait, wait, who's that pasty motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I, oh, that's John Harrison, guys. <laughs> John Harrison's cool. Uh, anyway. Oh, he's a bro. Sad times, sad times. Gone through a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, Khan sends uh, Kirk and General Marcus's daughter, uh, Carol, uh, back to the Enterprise, because the captain should go down with his ship. Oh, uh, evil. <laughs> Uh, and also, he's going to destroy the Enterprise as well, so, so might as well. Yeah, clean and up then, all your stuff. Uh, and then... Spock uh, does the, uh, the the shell game, kinda. <laughs> I do love a shell game. Uh, Spock is all like, hey, Bones. Or actually, I'm sorry. Hey, Dr. McCoy. Uh, hmm. uh, you know how you accidentally almost uh, tripped the... the Warhead in the torpedoes earlier in the movie that we didn't mention before. Can you oh, do by that the way, thank you purpose? for reminding me of my goddamn incompetence. <laughs> Can you do that again on purpose? Why? Just, and please? 72 times in the next 15 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Damn it. Yeah. Damn it. I'm a doctor, not a, 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 metronome? a wep- weapons expert. Uh, <laughs> but he does it because he's goddamn fucking bones. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, and just better than other people. Somewhere in there, uh, he brings a tribble back to life uh, using Khan's blood. You know, for fun. Listen, bones could could cure a rainy day. I'm sure it won't come up later. No, it's not important. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, they would have established the tribble earlier in the movie. What? Um, what? So, well, they did establish Khan's blood. Uh, yes. Having yeah. weird healing factors uh, earlier. Hence, hence why, oh, by the way, the dad who, uh, uh, of, of the little girl who got saved by Khan's blood in the beginning, who then betrayed everybody and blew up stuff, but then also sent a message to Starfleet to reveal his betrayal because he is honorable at the end, uh, was one of the doctor's companions from Doctor Who. Yeah. Hmm. And, and so all I can think is that somewhere the doctor's like, guys, I had it handled. <laughs> anyway. well, actually, concerning how he felt about Mickey, he's like, God damn it, Mickey. <laughs> so if you had just waited anyway uh, anyway. uh, uh so, spock sends uh the crew uh or sorry sends uh quote unquote khan's crew to his ship and then is like are they all aboard khan and khan's like yes okay boop <laughs> detonates uh and kirk and kirk now on board the enterprise is like did you just kill 72 people and spock's all like fucking no they're in med bay <laughs> We got them out of the missiles. They were just sort of in there. Not all of us are named James Tiberius blow shit up Kirk. Come on now. So they uh, limp their way back to Earth, the general direction of Earth. Uh, Khan is all like, well, no, you're not getting away with this. He gets back onto the Enterprise. Uh, mm. uh, I, I, listen, it all gets sort of wibbly at this point. Well, no, uh, they, they, 
there's more fighting and all that. He's trying to crash the ship into Starfleet and I think succeeds, uh, or misses because power failing. But in the course of all this, right, uh, right. the Enterprise is like crash landing onto Earth and the power is failing because that's what happens. The, the warp core is out of alignment and what the automatic stuff isn't working. It has to be done manually, but it's also certain death because of the radiation. Uh, so Kirk's going to go do it. Uh, and Kirk does get the warp core back in alignment, saving, saving the actual enterprise itself. Uh, <laughs> I just had this thought, like he just jumps in and then like, we see like Scotty kind of rounding the corners, like, and here's your radiation. So <laughs> we oh. have these capped. Oh. Listen, listen, like, Four episodes into the original series, they go down to a planet wearing hazmat suits. Someone takes off their glove, touches something, then goes underneath their helmet to scratch their face. <laughs> you know They're- what? This is just a reminder that Galaxy Quest really was the best Star Trek movie. <laughs> what this tells me is that there is no uh, OSHA in Starfleet. You know, is it air? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know! Uh, so yeah, Kirk's dying of radiation, uh, so he can't exit the little safe space that he's in because the radiation will get out or something. Uh, uh, let, let all the warm air out. Uh, <laughs> and like me, and so Spock's like, "I'm having a plan. I'm gonna go beat up John Harrison." Con. Well, first, <laughs> first he's going to watch Kirk die. Very important. Uh, and you know they're gonna do the the Vulcan symbol uh, over the 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 window. And Kirk's going to be like, help me not be scared. And Spock's like, I can't. I'm fucking terrified. Uh, Kirk dies. <laughs> Kirk's like, <laughs>, laughs a little bit. Blood coming out of his nose. <laughs> Loser. I think. <laughs> oh, you're emotionally compromised. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spock, remember when your planet died. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Spock, who's having a very bad, awful, no good day. <laughs> Poor Spock, man. <laughs> Does the con yell? Yeah. Which is just ridiculous and over the top and another thing that I hate. Uh, and, <laughs> and it should have been It's John! Kirk's move. <laughs> uh, well, it makes that- sense when Kirk does it because he is melodramatic and, 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 and whatnot. It's not... Uh-huh. Also, it's just not very Klingon. I'm, go- I'm sorry, not Klingon. Uh, Vulcan, I'm going to say. Vulcans are cold-blooded motherfuckers when they're angry. Yeah. Uh, they will burn you to the ground and then piss on your grave. Which is exactly what, to be fair, what Spock goes to do to Khan. That's true. <laughs> Ooh, that bloodlust getting there. Uh, so he's gonna go, uh, wreck Khan's shit, uh, on Earth. Uh, however Khan get, got there. Oh, it's here that, that, uh, Bones realize that Khan's blood can heal triples. Uh, until so surely that will work yeah. on humans. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Humans, triples, very the same. Yep. Uh, so he needs Khan's blood, so Uhura beams down and goes like, Kirk, uh, Spock! We, we need, we need him vaguely alive for his blood, and Spock's like, cool, awesome, and keeps him alive. <laughs> I don't know, he didn't need a line to have blood, I'm just saying, it's a little bit easier Yeah, there's, the there's like, that what, point. Uh, several liters of blood on just hand? All around? Listen, yes, if right Spock there. kills something, it gets very dead. That is a very <laughs> good point, to be honest. Like, it, it's gone now. Oh. It's uh, like, as soon as she says that, he's like, has like the phaser in hands like okay fine turns it down from disintegrate <laughs> <laughs> one one more throat punch no okay one 
Uh, and then I think it cuts right to Kirk waking up in a ho- in a hospital room because yeah, okay. McCoy has cured death. Death. <laughs> death yeah. no longer holds any meaning in Star Trek, and that's really what the third movie is about: is just McCoy wandering the streets, realizing that he has no purpose, and yet is the purpose of every living creature and person. And the thing world. is, uh, the twist in that movie. Mm-hmm. Is that it's actually ten thousand years in the future? He <gasps> is yes. gazed upon the uh, stasis of the world that he has wrought, and oh my God. only feels regret. You know when he I love feels about anything that? at all, you know what I love about that? Mm. Bones would fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <sighs> so yeah, and then the movie's over. Cool. I I. Was there an actual ending after that? No, there wasn't. I don't recall there being one. They go flying off into the great beyond on the five-year mission. <laughs> Yet again. <laughs> well, they didn't have the five-year mission the first time. They thought that they were going to be given it after their amazing volcano job. Because <laughs> yeah. why else would they both be called in? And I'm like, Kurt, come on, man. Babe. You've been in trouble with the law enough times. You should know better than that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Al's... Uh, correct. It does end with the uh, uh, the Star Trek speech. Uh, to boldly go where no one has gone before. I've uh, gone there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and that's it. That's the movie. It's terrible. It really. I is. love Star Trek. I hate this movie <laughs> with good fucking reason. And as which yeah. we will now get into. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's it's so bad that we could not get through it without going. Like, but why? Yeah, so why? many times. So, My God, because so often we watch movies and go like, "Why did they do this thing?" And we're all like, "Eh, because so, they could." Can, can, can I? Bit. Can I go yes. first? Absolutely. On story changes, because I'm going for the easy pitch. God damn yep. it! Um, we're omitting Khan entirely. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the true enemy in this movie, the Into Darkness is the rising fascist tendencies that have been occurring within Starfleet mm, ever yes. since the Romulan a incursion of the future ship. Point. A yeah. very good point. Well, like, starting even with that wasn't that wasn't actually archives, which is science, library science is Pippin. Yeah. Uh, but in fact, it was section 30 fucking one, which was already a deep, dark, terrible reveal in DS9 when we're like, wait, we thought the aliens had the super secret police that killed people. We don't. Like, we're Starfleet. Oh, sweetie. Like, yep. We're in the charter. We, we got rid of that, uh, that original charter. But, uh, yeah, but we're still operational. Weird, huh? Because we're in the charter, you see. <laughs> but yep. you're not in the charter. Like, you're not reading the right charter. And we have two different charters. And yet, like, I'm, I'm still thinking, like, we could have, like, maybe some of these elements of, like, the library being destroyed or whatever. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, and the thing that, happens here is that uh with this cold open that happens kirk doesn't get demoted and this is something that like is surprising pike and i think pike will be like still killed because you know vultures and crows and all that uh but like he was expecting based on his report that kirk was going to get his ass demoted and all that good stuff and sent to the academy to you know learn about the prime directive curiously (laughs) on, on admiral marcus's orders Kirk gets reassigned to a new special task force instead, because Marcus's game is to have a basically loose cannon captain, which Kirk definitely is. Oh, God, yes. Who, if you put him in the right circumstances, 
would just inadvertently start a war anyway. Yeah. I mean, he almost did in the first five minutes for no good reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, we could have, like, a colony under attack or something like that, mm-hmm. and it's fake Klingons attacking them, and then Kirk is, like, shown fighting them off or who knows what, and that's going to cause all sorts of weird diplomatic stuff between them and Kronos that they're going to have to figure out. And then they fly over to there, and then we get the sabotage, and we get – I don't know about the uh Marcus coming over to kill their asses, but maybe when they figure out that they've been set up, then yeah, it's Marcus going, well, shit, I mean, I'm going to have to kill you guys now. Here's the thing. Bren, you say that, and it immediately makes me think it would have been a really, really interesting story. Interesting, because what what is Star Trek's pro- uh, Starfleet's problem, right? Ideals versus <laughs> shut up, Pip. Ideals versus uh, uh, base humanity, right? It's constantly at war. Okay, so duality, very cool. Also gets Star Trek into fucking darkness, which is like you know a, a dumb title, but there it is. Okay, I mean- so what if what 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 if Pike right is a father figure who is the good angel on Kirk's shoulder, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what if Marcus tries to set himself up as another father figure, but he's the devil on the shoulder, being like, actually, I think that your recklessness is great. And so Kirk is having some emotions. And daddy oh, issues. Yeah. And daddy issues. I think in the film, Marcus does call Kirk's son at one point when he's obviously trying to manipulate him. But I don't – see, it's not the kind of – I I would – Normally, I'm not like, why isn't, you know, oh, this is way obvious. I think that should have been obvious. I think it would have been, because Star Trek is all about fucking metaphors, right? Oh, yeah. So so basically, in the background here, while we're writing this, it's actually Star Trek, my two dads. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) It's it's very much like, you know, yeah, It it, in the background, I would like, I would have liked to see Pike live a little longer. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Big point of the movie. Well, I would have liked to see the arc of... Kirk rejecting the good angel, um, and then coming back around. And then the second you come back around, then you kill him off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because oh, that like, way the lesson sticks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, good dad. Bad dad was, he was bad. He had candy. <laughs> well, and I'm missiles. Full, well, I'm full of blood as slowly leaking out. Oh, no. Very quickly <laughs> leaking out, actually. Uh, so, so anyway, yeah, yeah that's that, what I was thinking, me. Brent, as you were talking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get rid of Khan because he sucks. Yep. And yeah, we're just dealing with space fascism, which... You know what Khan was in yeah. that case? He was the task. He wasn't the mm. villain. He was the task. He was the thing that needed to get accomplished to get the real story. What if Khan was this complete fabrication by <gasps> Marcus? Yes. And it's like... Yeah. Iron Man 3 again. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like... Kirk, we found confirmation that the uh, the one who attacked us was none other than Khan Noonien Singh. Yeah, was sure. that Khan? No, no, Noonien Singh was I. That was uh, Data's creator. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. It's it's Khan Noonien Singh. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Anyway. All, right, all right, right. Point is, I, I, I'm looking at the the yeah. Google page right now. Okay. And, and and so Marcus is saying like our intelligence says that he's on Kronos. You're gonna go and kick his ass. And, and then there's and like nobody would've... there. And, the- well, and also, if they had tried to, you know, uh, 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 intelligence proof it with, pri- you know, Spock Prime, he would have been like, yeah, no, that was a badass. You did stay away from him. I'm like, well, okay, that checks out. 
not realizing, of course, that Spock Prime had been debriefed by who? Ooh, Section 31. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Actually, wait. Right. Sam, I, that's I, me. Actually, where's the temporal police doing? What's the temporal police? <laughs> temporal federation doing with Spock Prime? I gotta say, honestly, the fact that they haven't shown up, I'm going to choose to. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to assume that that means that this is part of uh, uh, an intentional <laughs> thing. Or because otherwise they would have been around and been like, "Duh, guys." Or it got so, it's so fucked up, up that there is no. Uh, there is no oh, temporal oh, star oh, starfleet in this <gasps> uh, in this timeline. See, oh, this is what causes the creation of it. Oh, oh, that, oh I do like that. And, though. and here I am, just going like they're there, but after their encounters with Janeway, they are just like saying fuck it and drinking beer, and it's like nothing matters anymore, man. They just they're just gonna do it anyway. Janeway only hates two things: running out of coffee. And temporal mechanics. <laughs> and she's I thought all... you were going to say time cops. <laughs> and she has a brand new pot of coffee. <laughs> Captain Janeway says all time cops are bastards. Uh, <laughs> Janeway's a goddamn treat. Sorry. I keep trying to bring this to other Star Treks that I like better. Yeah. Right, so... Uh... Uh, can can I go? Go ahead. So, this is kind of jumping off Brent's thing. and might actually be a, a... Derivation. Just a repeat of it. And you let me know if it is. But Ovs, we dump Con. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, I think that Brendan did just do that one, Pippin. Yeah. <clears throat> Let me finish. <laughs> that was the Ovs part. <laughs> okay. Because, like I said, I think the first time we did this, why recreate Wrath of Khan when it's there? Mm-hmm. Valid. Not even do Space Seed, right? Um, But sort of jumping off of Bren's thing of not just Marcus, like, manipulating Kirk, but outright uh, recruiting him for Section 31. <gasps> oh, mm. The greater good, you guys. The, the greater, greater good. good. And go and delve deeper, not just into the fascism aspect, but Marcus's motivations of why does he want a more militarization of Starfleet? Which, just to remind question. everyone... Yeah, just to remind uh, everyone and the movie... Uh, <laughs> Starfleet is not a military organization, though they do have weapons because they go into deep space and stuff and also, you know, occasionally have wars with the Klingons. Um, and but, that's not our uh, fault. but for the most part, they're explorers and just nerds in space. The Enterprise is a science vessel. So they go out start- of their way to not start fucking wars. They would rather have sex with the aliens than fight them. Yeah, and they don't mess around with planets that don't have uh, warp technology. When they do have warp, they're like, hey, FYI, we are here when you're ready. And uh, the Vulcans are always down to fuck. Yes, they are. <laughs> and so why does Marcus think this is important? Is it because the Romulan attack in the first movie I, that mm. almost wrecked them and it was just a mining vessel I think from mm-hmm. the future? I think that's the justification mm-hmm. he used in the movie, isn't it? I don't remember it. And I, if it was there, it was not sufficiently. Yeah. Yeah. I would uh, say, I think it, I think Alex is right. I think it was there, uh, but it was a, a line that passed really fucking quickly. I think it was like, it exposed a weakness. Yeah. Which is like, okay, so did, you know, not putting the toilet seat down. Like, uh, okay. As uh, opposed to really like going through it. It exposed a lot of weaknesses. Yo, better OPSEC would have fixed that one. <laughs> uh, Not sending an entire fleet for one distress call. Mm. 
Uh, not letting Chris Hemsworth be in charge. I'm going to say that. <laughs> well, no. You're no. right. He saved, you're right. He saved 300 people that day. Uh, <laughs> it, within five minutes, with being captain for only five minutes, he saved a lot of lives in that short amount of time. So yeah, and sort of delving more into that and why, and getting specifically into why militarization isn't yes. the answer to these things. Mm. You know what this says to me, actually, is that what this film is missing. A heart? Because uh, not just a heart, but the point of Star Trek originally was goddamn metaphors in space. One might even say that's yeah. the point of science fiction. What? what? Politics and science fiction. Uh, Star uh, Trek ooh. wasn't even subtle about it. They really weren't. That was literally the point. It's like, oh, I'm on a planet filled with half black, half white people, but we don't... Uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Racism. Oh, and then oh, the like, first season had uh, patriots versus communists, and they aren't actually all that different. Oh, and th- they also had the uh, the birth control is important episode, mm-hmm. and women should have access to it. Play fighting is just like real fighting, mm-hmm. um, and has consequences, uh, and also terrifying space amoebas. And, so- and Nazis are bad. And so someti- the point is- and sometimes naked time. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> Woo! Um, listen. And Vulcans care very deeply for things. Um, but, so what I'm saying is that this movie is lacking the metaphor. Like, yeah. just, like when Star Trek doesn't know what to do, it should fall back on, like the way I fall back on, like, well, I don't know what to write about. I don't know. Okay, uh, parents and children. That's what Star Trek needs to do. It needs to fall back on metaphor. The guy who knew the assignment for that one, weirdly, is, uh, what's his head who does the Orville? Uh, Seth MacFarlane. Uh, MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane, who, Sometimes brings a kind of Seth MacFarlane-ness to the whole thing. <laughs> but, but his fallback position is the metaphor. And it works. That's why it is, I would say, a very effective Star Trek. And it, it shows because he's a huge fucking mega nerd about it. But this movie doesn't have that. And that shows over and over again. This movie so desperately wanted to be cool mm-hmm. that it forgot that it was Star Trek. Yeah. Which is a goddamn nerd show. And that's why it's awesome. Uh, is this another. This is another goddamn J.J. Abrams joint. Yep. Who does not like Star Trek? Yeah, I'm. It's amazing he got uh the first reboot to work as well as it did. I, you know what? I credit the actors. And when it comes to my turn to explain the thing, I will tell you why. <laughs> that. But yeah. Oh, also, also, I'm not sure that Carol Marcus did anything for this movie. Oh nope. no. Uh, other than than, uh, add another woman which to be fair is something that star trek is bad at too many dicks on the dance floor so uh either cut carol entirely uh or at very least remove the weird underwear scene which apparently alice eve did not see a problem with listen sometimes women are themselves perpetuators of the patriarchy yeah yeah that's me right Mm mm-hmm so I, uh, yeah, go for it, man. <clears throat> so, I'm going to fucking lean in uh, on John Harrison. Because <laughs> I want to be, because I, I want to do things different and be contrary. Uh, but also, also, I'm, I'm serious about it just being John Harrison and not Khan. Legit. Legit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, uh. I'm, I want this to go like a fucking Bond movie. <laughs> Can you explain? Well, cause he's doing spy shit at the start. Oh, so you mean pick a genre? Yeah. Lean into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, hey, get, oh, like, oh, I'm just, 
I'm just unassuming John Harrison. And I saw a hole, hole in a, a Starfleet, its defenses. And I thought to myself, might as well, well uh, blow it all up and, and set myself a, as the ruler of it all. Just to watch it burn. Yeah. Listen, I'm a scientist. I had a hypothesis. I wanted to test it. Yeah. Which, honestly, and then I wrote it down, and that proves it's science. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I knew who was there for, uh, the, uh, attack, like the, if I blew stuff up, you'd all hold me in, in this one room, like fucking <laughs> fish in a barrel. It actually reminds me a little bit, like, that reminds me of uh, Terry Pratchett's villain Vorbis from Small Gods who genuinely thought he was doing the right thing. Um, it was heavily religious. But there's one scene where he sees a turtle that's struggling on its back in the middle of the sun. Um, and instead of leaving it alone or, or turning it over, any number of things, instead puts another rock under its shell to keep it, making sure it can't turn back over. And then quietly just notes to himself that he would have to come back later to see how it was getting on cooking in the sun. Mm. And that's, I'm like, and there's no malice in it. It was just a, a curiosity. Yeah. The curiosity without compassion. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, show the, the dark side of science. Ooh, what? On, with nerds? Science nerds, you say, Pippin? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like, knew about, oh, oh, oh Marcus is fucking, uh, fucking dick starship being built. So head to Chrono was to give, of Marcus' excuse he was looking for. Or, hmm. And then Marcus gets his ass handed to him um, because uh, the Federation, while able to do self-defense, can't actually do an aggressive war. No, they persistently were kind of fucky against the Klingons. I'm sorry. Hmm? Uh, they, they weren't very good at being at war with the Klingons. Yeah. And so Marcus gets his ass handed to him. Um, and I was suddenly... There's no one left in stuff. Our but a John Harrison. Yeah. John Harrison Day. And yo, Kirk can have, can have fun on being a, being James Bond. But, you know, Kirk. But Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of, of, uh, doing a genre mashup, as it were. Yeah. Um, so this is already science fiction. And I'm gonna, I'm so sorry. I'm doing a lot of Marvel this time. Um, but that's, that's straight up what Captain America's Winter Soldier was. Um, it was, <laughs> shut up. It was, it was a superhero film mixed with Cold War thriller, which was thematically also appropriate. Uh, cause it's bringing his level of war back from like, is it World War II, Cold War, and then we can do modern war. So in this case, I like the idea of, of, of doing the mashup. How would Bond shit thematically go with where they are now in terms of reboot? Well, I'll- well, Bond, all of Bond's gadgets can fit in a nifty tricorder, so there you go. Yeah, that's a good point. So I like I like that idea a lot. I think uh, should should people at Paramount call us up and be like, guys, we've decided to redo Star Trek Into Darkness. What do you got? I would like to do a little bit more in terms of of doing that, figuring out what the metaphor is for bringing in Bond shit. And again, that could be into the, you know what, for idealism versus, you know, the secret spy shit. You know, like, what do you have to do to get the idealistic future? And really, the answer is just that, uh, 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 Julia, and have his fun hollow novel. <laughs> yes. Oh, 
Sorry, I just remember that also the movie didn't go into any, didn't do any deep dives into the whole, you know, eugenics war thing. Yeah, which, by the way, <laughs> was like such an important thing. Also, because also it also it, wasn't also didn't go into go into darkness. So let's move on. It's my turn though. Yeah. Um, okay, so I I don't want to get into uh, stuff we've done before. Uh, so I mentioned that I actually watched this a little differently because I did want to ensure I had a different thing going on. So what I did is I popped uh, the movie onto like Paramount Plus, and then I started watching it at between. 1.8 and 2.2 speeds fast. <laughs> uh, because I already knew, I knew most of the dialogue, I knew most of, like, I knew the story. I wanted to see what would happen. And, uh, I sped it up during the boring parts, fight scenes, long pauses, and <laughs> slowed it down so I could hear dialogue. Uh, but not significantly. Here's what I found. One, there's a surprising amount of touching going on between, um, it, like, thematic touching between Kirk and Spock, but that don't talk about. I don't know if that's like something that was just a missed opportunity or if it was something the actors were doing to be, you know, putting their own stories in because actors do that. But it was a fascinating thing. Uh, there was a lot of physical blocking that I think would have made a really interesting story had they actually done it consistently. Uh, so for instance, Carol Marcus sitting down between, uh, like literally sitting between uh, Kirk and Spock as they're having this Completely argument. Completely unsubtle. Yeah, I know. True. But it was kind of charming, weirdly, when you're watching it, you know, 2.3. And then what I really noticed was that because I couldn't hear the dialogue, because I couldn't really pay attention to the faces, because I couldn't be like, you know who's a great actor? Chris Pine. Basically, charming actors couldn't save huge pacing problems and huge logic problems. The times when I could speed up to, like, 2.3 – were there, there were not an insignificant number of them where shit all happened because it was just long tracking shots of people moving from place to place. And like, yeah, maybe there's tension supposed to be happening, but is it a good tension? No, I would say no. Um, there's one that literally I'm doing at 2.3 and I s swear to God, we spent a solid 10 seconds just zooming in slowly on Benedict Cumberbatch's face. What I'm saying what? is, yeah, hmm? what I'm saying is that from this perspective, I don't think I, at least, could do an effective edit of this film from the perspective of watching it and redoing it. Because I think I get blinded, to a degree, by the saving graces of the actors. I think I would have to go back down to literal script and fuck around from there. Yeah. Um, which, because when you're at that – I mean, things like the, the how long a tracking shot, that's directing, Right. But the part where the logic, like, there, there's some weird logic about how, uh, uh, you know, if there, there's some points where if they had done nothing, then Admiral Marcus would have gotten his way. If he had done nothing, he would have gotten his way. But he, like, everybody's doing actions just to make a story happen. And there's like weird reveal. For instance, section 31 didn't have to be there. It could have just been some fucker blowing up an archive. But then they're like, reveal also it's section 31. Like there's so much. That's a problem. So it's a yeah. hat on a hat. Very good. Very good. So yeah, it's a hat on a hat. So I would, I would go right back down, down to the script. I'd, I'd strip it out. Now the, the lesson we can learn from this is that you can hide a lot of shit if you dance real nice, you know? Um, style and grace has saved a lot of writing. 
I mean, Lord knows I do amazing transitions. I would not say that I structure arguments well. But sometimes it's hard to tell <laughs> because I'm <laughs> like, and meanwhile, blah, 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 transition. So I, I do think that this speaks to the importance of of really paying attention to the, the bones underneath what you're doing. Provided you care. Maybe you don't care. Maybe you just want a buck. So what would you actually change? What would I actually change? Uh, part of my argument here is that I think that I'd have a difficult time with it. Um, or I, I, I feel a bit blinded currently. Um, at the moment, I would just fix the logic problems. I think that it, uh, I think there are too many, there's a hat on the hat. There's too many complications. Um, I think that the traveling around to various, I think going to Kronos was unnecessary. And I think it's, why, why did he go there? Was he trying to draw the Enterprise out? Why? No, that was Marcus's plan. Like, there's, there's so, no, there needs to be a much more obvious task, I think. And this is where I'm just going to steal all y'all stuff, frankly. Yeah. Um, because there wasn't a consistent task. Can you name one task in this film? Like, seriously. Uh, kill John Harrison. Yeah. But do all of their actions aim towards that? No, but because partway through, first of all, they ignore that task in order to well, do something else. Wait. Incorrect. They, the, they have the moral debate because Kirk is all aboard with killing John Harrison for a while until his crew is like, Hey, bro, mm -hmm. let's not kill him because that doesn't seem very Starfleet. Does that seem very Starfleet? No. Well, then you can revise the task to find John Harrison, which is still valid, but they do. They do halfway through and then you're taskless again. The task is revenge. And then, so let's clarify, where is the revenge? Who is the revenge? What's, it, there needs clarification. It needs to be stripped down and, and me, and, and that gets it right back to metaphors. Let's just make it simple and straightforward, but that gets you the better story. There. Really, I think what Star Trek Into Darkness was trying to do was tell a story about revenge and sucked at it. That's fair. Yeah. Cause it was revenge against Khan at first, and then it was Khan's revenge against Starfleet, and then it was Spock's revenge against Khan. I would have liked it better if it was two dads. <laughs> yeah. My two dads. That's the, uh, that's the new Star Trek movie. I'd watch it. <laughs> I'd watch it in a heartbeat. Guys, so that's the end of that one. I have a suggestion for what to do instead of a game. Oh yeah? Oh yeah. And not only, only because we've been talking for not only like for over that. an hour. <laughs> what nonsense! Um, Listen, fuck this movie is my point. Uh, oh my god, I'm trying to look up our own website, and I literally like no Star Trek, no. <laughs> um, so my idea is, or, or rather, it was our idea. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to lie to our audience. It was a mutual decision. Um, is I think that it was because this idea? Is, <laughs> it was Brendan's idea. Fine, it's Brendan's idea. Um, Thank you. <laughs> But I remember there was a transcript. Um, is that uh, because this is our hundredth episode? Because we are, uh, yeah. And Ashley wrote the transcript. Shut up. <laughs> also, you're saying I remember the transcript. The rest of us are already in it. First of all, fuck you. I posted the link for you, Cap. <laughs> oh, did you? Thank you. So anyway, um, uh, so basically, what we're gonna do is we're going to uh, look at what we, because none of us, I believe re-listen to our episode because we wanted to come into this fresh for our audience to really see, you know, what the pure changes were over the last four years. What have we, how are we different people and uh, uh, how have we grown together? And so we're going to look at our original changes and see how they compare contrast to our current ones. And maybe the first ones were better. 
Well, yeah, I took a peek at mine. And uh, what do you know? Past Brendan's instincts are mostly there. Uh, <laughs> I, I have made an explicit mention about the false flag attack. Mm-hmm. I think I just didn't like Khan even then. But I think what I was focusing more on was the, let's see, uh, I made a mention of the prodigal son story, which Ooh. who knows? I guess that was Kirk. Yeah. Um, Children and fathers, man. But I didn't mention anything about my two dads. So that's, <laughs> so uh, we're already doing better. <laughs> we're doing better. We're doing better. Yeah, so I guess in my original treatment, it was much more of a Starfleet power grab. Whereas now, I guess I'm more cynical and they've just been, they've been fascists all along, you guys. They've been fascists all along. They were fascists if we take all a, along. If we take a look at, like, the, what, what we've lived through, to be honest, over the last few years, I can see a certain cynicism getting into our... It's true. <laughs> I'm looking through it and we were pissed about the troubles the first time too. Yep. We we talked a lot more about the the racist aspects of Khan not yeah, of not being played by a person of color. I think we remembered that we did it last time. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I actually had kept uh John Harrison in there. Huh. Weird. Hmm. Weird. No, no, that's that's bad. Bad past me. Anyway, yeah, that that's me. Oh. Uh, uh, my thing was uh Let's go an entirely different eh, and ha- have uh, the Enterprise go on, on a uh, dip- a mission of, of diplomacy to Kronos. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yours was a solid plot, man. I I remember that we did some really tight, interesting plot things, particularly with Carol. Yeah, I remember there was also spy elements in that one as well, right? Mm. Probably, probably yes, because fucking spy these are awesome. I mean, spies are fucking awesome, but, uh, you know, you take your pick. <laughs> I, as I recall, and I'm looking at this, I, I think, Alex, you brought in, you made Kronos make sense. Hmm. Ah. As I recall. Uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm looking at this one section. Um, it says, it, it's me talking. Um, <laughs> where I'm finding it very interesting that what essentially happened with our solutions is that we, we had different ideas about, like, what the point should be of the story. But Pippin and I were were basically going with the let's get down to bare basics, let's go down to theme and make the movie about that, which gets back. I've been using the word theme there, whereas now I'm using the word metaphor. Um, and you, you learned Brendan, and grown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whereas you, Brennan, and Alex, you were trying to save as much movie. You were really trying to fix the movie. You're trying to not change, literally fix. You're trying to save as much of it as you could. Ah, uh, um, yep, yep, yep. And and I think that that's very interesting. So that's why Alex kept Kronos. And that's, Brendan, probably why you kept John Harrison. As a challenge. And now I'm like, no, no, we have to strangle it. <laughs> you know what? Like, why are we keeping this? Fuck it. And I think that speaks to your skills as an editor growing. Hooray. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were, they were hiding it behind Jupiter. Yeah. No. I ha- said that. I got to say, Al, you had a really tight plot. Like, it was some good shit. I think I, I think yours was the one I got most excited about. Uh, actually, you said Brent, Brent Swan at the end. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> <Brent> Swan, <laughs> oh, wow. We decided who won at the end back then. Remember oh, that? Man. Yeah. We we're, were much fools. more collaborative now. It's not a competition. Uh, it's not a competition because I always win. <laughs> <gasps> wait, wait. No, Oof. Pippin's described our podcast really well once as collaborative storytelling 
but competitive. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Um, oh, I end up talking about the, the, the theory of the point of a long spear. Why that this, why it's a problem that the film is not, that it's both catering and pandering to its fandom while at the same time not understanding it. Hmm. Oof. Yeah. Ooh. Um. Ooh, I had a good, a good line about Okan giving the, um, um a Google pin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made a reference to Heroes. Remember that show, guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Cause we were trying the to first think of different actors. Great. Oh, I made, but we were trying to think of different actors who could have been uh, Khan, and we thought of the guy who played Mohinder. Oh, wow. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, right? Wouldn't he have been amazing? Hmm. Uh, oh, Dev Patel could probably play him now. <gasps> Dev Patel. Or, um... Honestly, uh, the, I'd go with Cal Penn, because I think that that's a side, like, coming out of left field. Can you imagine? Or the guy who's doing a bunch of horror these days. Oh. Roll. Oh, him! Oh, with the mustache? Yeah. Oh, he's good. Anyway, uh, let's let's get back on track. <laughs> we could talk about actors we'd prefer so for so long. All right, so I, it looks like I was um, I can't find me exactly, but I was basically wishy washing about um, metaphor and theme again. Looks like Pippin was doing the same, and Brendan and Alex had the real things. How do you think that compares to what we have, what we did now? I mean, I will always be wishy washy. <laughs> it seems like Pippin's hatred has only crystallized i just i said fucking get, went with spy stuff but i was like let's keep uh, like i went let's keep john harrison john harrison and our man i do think that you guys spent less time trying to salvage this and more time being like you know what let's figure out what we can grow out of the ashes <laughs> uh. and i'm not sure which is better uh, what, on the one hand the theory behind how do you fix this one thing, keeping what you can, is that then you can use that to, um, you know, frankly, uh, take the serial numbers off and, and create, quote unquote, create something new. Um, and in that way, you're sort of contributing to the overall culture, um, you know. But there's also value in the, you know, well, fuck this. They did it wrong. I can do it better, which is using it essentially as a creative jumping off point. Do you guys think that there's value for yourselves now in one versus the other? I mean, I can use both, both, both ideas. Like it's true. true. Like mm-hmm. oh, no diplomacy meeting. Well, uh, at the same time, I, I, I the people you are working for are secretly being fascists. Yeah, or you know, spy romp. Oh my god, you guys. Yeah, mm. guys. I found something amazing in the transcript. What? Pippin. Well, it's a, the thing is, it's a known thing in emergency services that if there is one explosion or mass <laughs> casualty plan thing, there is possibly going to be another one specifically targeting Brendan. Targeting the response? Pippin. Targeting the response. Cat. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's how fucking obvious it was. <laughs> you go on about how dumb it was. <laughs> I love that, and I love you, Pippin. Four years later, I want to point out that I was trying to find my story idea in the transcript. Uh, oh my god, it, in the case of a terrorist action, there it is. It's all there. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> I'm having, having trouble finding mine because... Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I keep... Cat sh- speaks, yeah. yeah, Kat speaks in paragraphs, whereas somebody <laughs> will interrupt me. <laughs> 
So I can't tell what's me actually trying to talk and just me interrupting other people. Yeah. Yeah, I can't find my own self because I just talk in paragraphs anyway. Oh, I mentioned Space Seed a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because again, you are the new, the the, the original trick. If, uh, if I remember my uh, original argument correctly, it's I think I argued that uh, either uh, they do a sequel to a different episode or they do Space Seed. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was my argument the first time around. Actually, I think you're Brent, right. Yeah, I, I think that as well. Hey, Brent, you actually made a really interesting point about. That for a movie about space, they haven't spent too much fucking time on Earth. Mm-hmm. That seems to be mm. a problem consistent with the uh, the first two. Mm. Uh, they did better with the third. Yeah. No, I the remember third really is... liking the third, and I remember no one else liking the third. No, well, here's the thing. Who were the ones who didn't like it? Because if you, I feel like if you go back to the nerd core, shit like stupid jokes about like, ah, yes, classical music, and it's like Beastie Boys. Like, that's right in the zone of dumb star trek humor yep yeah that's like listing like remember the three famous artists of our you know that we all know about is alien yeah was it name from the 20th century name from the 19th century alien name nobody's ever heard of also it's a, a great joke in any science fiction it's right up there with doctor who and uh we will now play a classic uh from earth and playing britney spears is toxic Fuck yeah <laughs> to be fair toxic's amazing it is. It is a classic of our time. We should all listen to it after this. I think that's our. I think that that's our uh, signal that uh, we've run st- out of stuff to talk about. Yep. Yeah. Uh, real talk. I think we want to end this, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would suggest that um, uh, listening audience. I think it would be, if not listen to the original one, just to see how amazingly we've changed. The transcript is there, and uh, I think I think it's valid to read it. It's fascinating. Uh, but otherwise, thank you so much for coming with us on this amazing four years soon to be five year mission uh, uh <laughs> exp- you know exploring storytelling hanging out with each other getting to bring you guys in to to listen and to participate and uh we appreciate each and every one of you and if you have anything that you'd like to uh tell us any favorite moments anything like that um, please do share it. Uh, you can contact us through our website. You can uh, contact us at Twitter. And hopefully by the time this episode comes out, uh, there will be some neat swag available for sale. Some merch that is uh, 100th episode, if not themed, then certainly timed for it. Oh, you're making some promises that the rest of us <laughs> no, no. are not. <laughs> nope, this is all on me, guys. And you can count on it. <laughs> we can bet on it. Bet on it. Bet on it. Bet on it. And and do you think when the two hundredth episode arrives, we'll be able to to uh, look back on this movie again and come up with different plots yet again? We'll come up with different plots, but we'll still say the same, same exact fucking thing, thing <laughs> about emergency services. It's gonna be like that, Paul. Uh, Till death do us blurt. And I'm here for that. <laughs> <laughs> aside from aside from good taste <laughs> mm. right. take us out and get us shot uh, I'll uh, be doing that one though no, you already took half of that from me but <laughs> uh, as always if you have an idea or prompt to submit head on over to nostorysacred.com slash submission follow us on twitter at nostorysacred or send an email through contact at nostorysacred.com your hosts have been Alex McDonald, 
Brendan MacDonald, Pippin MacDonald, and Catherine Crichton. Editing for this episode done by Brendan. Transcript done by Ashley DaCosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcripts are available at nostorysacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. And please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story Sacred. You can also visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash no story sacred. Cat made a promise. (laughs) 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 See you next time when we we discuss the classic of our time, (laughs) The Princess Diaries 2. Also our our Moss Chris episode. Indeed. Indeed it is. For you see... It has Chris Pine, and so did this, actually. Yeah, I know. We really shot our, shot our shit here. <laughs> yeah, we, we should have uh, somehow delayed the 100th episode even more. <laughs> just, 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 just in time. We should have uh, done November of, of mini-subs. Ah. Uh, uh, damn it. Regrets. That's not a bad idea in the future, yeah. just a mini-sub. Anyway. <laughs> but, uh, it'd, be, it'd be February. <laughs> That's true, the mini-episodes for the (laughs) mini-month. Oh, I was thinking uh, mini-episodes for uh, NaNoWriMo. Ooh. Uh, Right? Anyway, you know what, guys? This is business talk. Our audience doesn't need to hear this. But until... (gasps) And get ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Expectations. We can keep some of it in for... So to give a peek behind the curtain for them. Uh, Ooh. Until then, we're no story sacred, and any story can be changed. I'm Alex. I'm Kat. I'm Brendan. And I'm Pippin. And we're No No Story Story Sacred. Sacred.